0: Again, that's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer and be sure to enter the promo code STC. So we'll jump right into today's podcast session. Hello, hello. Welcome to session 174 of Selling the Couch. Hope you're having a fantastic start to your day. Today's episode is all about respecting our life seasons as business owners and as practice owners. And for me, this has often been a struggle and I just thought this would be such an interesting conversation to have because for many of us, if not all of us, we build businesses hopefully to create a sense of freedom, to be able to live life on our terms and all of those different things. But As we become business owners and as we evolve as business owners, life doesn't stop, right? And so there could be a number of unexpected things. And speaking of which, I actually allude to this in the interview, but our baby girl actually came early and so she is in the NICU and I'm hoping by the time this episode goes live that she's actually out and back home, but she's doing really well. And this episode is especially just thought-provoking for me because it puts a lot of life in context. My guest today is Naftali Roberts. Naftali is a licensed marriage and family therapist. Her practice is in Montrose, California, and her website is at naftalirobertscounseling.com. And we're going to dive into a number of different things. So we're going to dive, first of all, into Naftali's life and what has her life and business look like when she is respected her life seasons. What has it looked like when she's not respected it? We're going to talk a lot about structure and pacing of life and why uh, this idea that just because we pace and slow down as business owners does not make us lazy, unintentional. I mean, uh, yeah, lazy or anything like that. And for me personally, that was very eye-opening for me. And I just, I don't know, this conversation is just really cool. And I'm so excited to share it with you. Today's podcast is supported by Turning Point HQ. Uh, This is a brand new sponsor on the STC podcast, but David and I call him Dave. Dave and I have gotten to know each other over the past two years. He was a previous STC podcast guest. And honestly, Dave is one of the most kind and generous and helpful people that I know. And with sponsors, you guys know I'm, I'm super discretionary in terms of who I share uh, the STC audience with. And Dave, when uh, we talked about sponsorship, he was one of those people, Just I had zero doubt. And so Dave is a financial planner, uh, specifically for therapists. And his whole mission is to transform your relationship with money. I know for many of us, uh, money is something that, and the money stories that we have often been told It impacts a lot of how we do business. It impacts how we approach things like retirement, and investing, and all of those things. And Dave understands that, and he comes from just a very heart-centered place to help us build out an investment in a retirement portfolio. Dave actually has this really cool guide. Uh, It's absolutely free to download, and it's called The Seven Money Mistakes That Hold Therapists Back. You can find it over at sellingthecouch.com. Forward slash turning point HQ. And that guide has a lot of the things that that can hold a lot of therapists back. And actually, if you go through that link as well, you get $200 off any service that Dave provides. So we'll jump right into today's conversation. Here's my conversation with Naftali Roberts from naftalirobertscounseling.com. Hi, Naftali. Welcome to Selling the Couch.
1: Hi, Melvin. Thanks for having me.
0: I'm so excited about our conversation because I think a lot about the entrepreneurial journey and how there's the pull to do multiple things. But as we're going to jump in, you know, life doesn't stop as we build our businesses and as we're entrepreneurs. And I'm excited for this conversation because it's just a different way of looking at life and balancing life with being a business owner.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited too. This is something I'm really passionate about.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. So I I was trying to think about where to even get started. And I just thought, let's just start at the beginning. What has it looked like for you when you've respected your life season as a business owner?
1: So when I've respected my life season as a business owner, my life has looked, it's looked like I've been doing things on purpose. And what I mean by that is it means that there's a structure and it's been paced. I've been able to have flexibility because I've had systems and those systems have been not just systems for having lists. Like they've been centered around living my why, living on purpose, living in light of the light life season that I'm in. Yeah.
0: You know, I think, well, I mean, it's such a good point because I think a lot about, I know for me, I've been guilty of this, which is when something stressful happens, I just mm-hmm. kind of do without mm-hmm. even actually thinking about why I'm doing it and sometimes even what I'm doing. So mm-hmm. I mean, I love that idea of purpose, you know, and you say mm-hmm. like you two beautiful words, structured and just pace. And I think mm-hmm. that's really key.
1: Yeah, I remember there was a point in this last year, year and a half where I just realized that this idea that I used to have that pacing was slowing me down, which mm-hmm. I think is a lot of a mindset that we can get but I was able to reorient myself to the idea that pacing actually gives me the ability to passionately pursue the things that I want to pursue. And that means all of the things from having an impact in my day-to-day life, having an impact with my kids and my spouse, and then also having an impact with my clients. Pacing gave me that opportunity as opposed to slowed me down, which is a mindset that I held previously.
0: As you were saying that, I was like, I don't know if this
1: story is actually true, but I think
0: it is. I was reading this story a while ago. It said, I think it's Albert Einstein that for, he. the story basically said that for approximately every hour that he worked, he would take a walk for about an hour. And you just saying that reminded me of that because, pacing is this idea of not just doing, but doing things with intention and then being slow enough where we ask that question of, is what I'm doing, does it make sense with what I should be doing now? And does it also fit into the larger vision of what I want for my business and what I want for my life?
1: Yeah. Well, I know that something in the last year that stood out to me is, so I started Pilates and um, it's been just so good for my mind and my body, but I realized about 4 months in my Pilates teacher said you're in pain and you're not as strong as you think you are which my like gold star person didn't like and I you know immediately was like yes I am
0: <laughs> how dare you tell me this
1: <laughs> but what she went on to say was you haven't Use learned to slow down and use your small muscles, and so you have to slow down, you have to go lighter so that you can get strong. And when she said that, all of a sudden, I just had this aha of, Oh, this applies in so many areas of my life and so many areas of my clients' lives. Like, if we just slow down, developed that core and those like muscles that we think we could make do without that's I think how we have that flexibility to deal with the stuff when life happens because life always happens in our businesses we don't stop having lives just because we're a business owner
0: yeah no, absolutely. Uh, you started to talk about this, and I just wanted to like articulate it a little bit more. But I wanted to explore the other side of that, which is uh, what has life looked like when you haven't been intentional and when you haven't paced yourself.
1: So when I was in that space, I was busy and less productive, just scattered. Um, I was getting stuff done. I mean, I'll give context. I had a successful private practice at that point but I was just making do in the other areas of my life. I was being a good mom, but I wasn't being as connected and present as I desired to be. I was doing what I call reactive scheduling. So something would come up and I would like immediately be like, okay, well, I have to do it. And I wasn't placing the priorities there. And I was less effective in my client care because I constantly had that Overwhelm buzz in the back of my head. It's funny. I had this mindset that like schedules would like really concrete schedules. Like I get up at this time, I do this, that. That would make me rigid. And so I, I being a not type A person, like fought against them for quite a long time. But what I finally learned is that that actually that that viewpoint was making it so that I couldn't flex and bend.
0: Interesting. When you were talking about this, I had this random phrase that went through my mind, which is busy is not the same as being productive.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah.
0: For me, like, and to be honest, for me for a long time, and I still struggle with this, which is I will start the day and I will make a to-do list. And of course, my overachiever self, as soon as the to-do list starts narrowing down, you know, like as soon as I start checking stuff off, I want to add other stuff to Mm -hmm. the to-do list. Right. And mm-hmm. one of the things I don't know, I, again, I struggle with this, but one of the things that's been tremendously helpful for me is, and, I, and I'd love to like hear what you do just practically. And I got this, I, it's not an original idea. I got this off of, from the, the book, the one thing, and they say, instead of a to-do list, you should make a success list. So mm-hmm. basically write down a to-do list, all the stuff you have to do, and then prioritize those in order, like high, medium, low but then align those up with your five-year goal or 10-year goal. Mm-hmm. And that'll yeah. sort of help you check off, you know, if those are not essential. And I was like, oh, that's a good way of looking at it because I was like you where, and I still am, I really have to check myself, but I just kind of do without thinking whether this is actually the best use of my time.
1: Yeah. So where I have shifted is similar to you. So I shifted to a two-schedule list as a Opposed to to-do lists so I have a running list on a Trello board that I just you know whenever something in my life and I have a business one and then a personal one and I I really do call it my to schedule list and then I a couple times a week go through that list and I intentionally place things on my schedule and so first before that I schedule out all the things that I feel are important. So I have my workout scheduled. I have, I know this sounds weird. I have time with my kids scheduled, like focus on your kids in this moment, not just be around them, but like be intentional with them. Mm -hmm. I have, so I put all those places and then I take the time that I've delegated for work um, and I have my client appointments and all of that. But then I take the other chunks of time and I break them out into, okay, this task on my to schedule list takes 10, 15 minutes. So I'm going to block out 10, 15 minutes. And I actually do that. Now I, because I want to be flexible, color code those things that if I need to move them because life happens, they I can. So those are color coded for me in yellow. And yellow just means, hey, if life happens and your kid gets sick and you need to go pick them up from school, you can actually move this. It just can you pick it up, you drag and drop it to another 15 minute time slot. And as I've learned that pattern and then also learned what to put on my to schedule list, which that's a whole different like weighing stuff out process. That's really helped me to have flexibility in my schedule because I know the things that have to get done. And then I know the things that I place value and priority on, but also I can be flexible and when they happen, but they're on my schedule either way.
0: One of the things that I struggle with is, you know, when I put something on a list it's very easy for me to give everything equal weight. And it sounds like one of the things that you do with that color coding is you've actually given yourself permission to say, hey, if it's yellow, it means it's flexible. Mm-hmm. Right?
1: That's exactly what I do. And it has given me so much freedom. Mm-hmm. And its I've seen such a shift in how much I get done. Because when I go into my day, I just, I literally, I, I tell people, I tell my clients, I don't do anything that's not on my schedule. So, you know, if I decide it goes on my schedule, then I place it on that to schedule list. And then I'll tell people like, Hey, I need to look at my schedule. When I can do this, I will send you a text. I'll send you a message when I can give you an exact timeline. And so I don't rush into, like saying, oh yeah, I'll get that to you tomorrow. If I hadn't haven't actually looked at my schedule and said, I have 10 minutes to complete that. Because it's not honoring to the people I'm talking to, to do that. It's not honoring to the other things that are on my schedule. And that's not honoring to me.
0: And was that a gradual process to get to that point? Or was it more, you just had this realization that, you know what, I can't, Do it the way that I'm continuing to do it because it's just gonna, you know, burn me out. Or, like, what did that process look like for you?
1: I think it was gradual and quick all at the same time. Mm -hmm. I think the underlying work to get there of noticing that the way I was doing it wasn't working and finally acknowledging it, which I don't know about for you, but for someone that, like I said, has always liked the gold star of life. I like to get stuff done. That's Mm -hmm. kind of my thing. By the way,
0: I don't know what you're talking about at all.
1: Okay. Well, I'm sorry. (laughs) Maybe some of the listeners will (laughs) read.
0: I feel like in some ways, private practice and entrepreneurship, especially in our profession, in a lot of professions, they do attract a lot of gold star folks.
1: I think so. I think that is commonly the key. And... Yeah. So I had to do a lot of that self work to finally recognize, okay, how can I shift this? And honestly, I think I tried a lot of different things. You know, people give you ideas. And this, I think just one day I was like, what if I could visually see? I'm a visual person. If I could visually like display to myself, okay, these things are important. You've gone through the process and I actually have a process that I go through to decide if something even goes on my to schedule list, which that will actually, I have that in a little pocket printable or a background. So that's something that I will um, give you guys the link to later so that everybody listening can kind of go figure out how to put, know what to put on their schedule. And so that's something that we, cause it's just a little longer process. But once I've decided that, then I needed to, Yeah. Just give myself that freedom. And once I gave it to me, which I don't know why that's so hard to give ourselves freedom and grace and um, flexibility, because that's what many of us give to our clients. We nurture out of them. And yet doing it for ourselves is hard. Yeah. So once I finally got to the place where I gave myself that grace, then the shift was quick and easy. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think uh like more recently particularly like words like grace, gentleness, loving kindness, like those words have really been in my mind just because I don't know, I think we're talking about this and I just wanted to kind of bring it to light which is I think a lot of this really is related to our own perceived fears and our own like yeah, fears around our competence as business owners and mm-hmm. once we get to that place and and of course like there are times where it's like dips and go- goes up up and down but once we get to that place where we say you know what like I'm building this business and I love it and it's not easy and I'm going to slip up and make mistakes but just giving myself grace to not get it perfect all the time I, for me that's been very liberating
1: yeah It has for me as well. I think that's been such an important part of being a part of communities like um, the STC community or other Facebook groups where I've found those people that are living that kind of on-purpose life with their business and their life because it's not something that was modeled to me. I grew up with parents that owned small businesses and so saw A lot of the good things that they did, but one of the things that they just didn't figure out was how do you have that whole life success? How do you pour that value into all of your areas and make those choices? Because you know it's so easy to get stuck in the business owner mindset of this has to get done. I, it's part of the reason that I've expanded my business is that being a therapist that works with children and teens and families. I started to see that this this idea of because I've chosen this specific career or because I've created a business, then there's almost an implied, well, this is just the way it has to be and saw so many families bringing their children and teen to me that this, this approach to life was so ingrained in who they were and how they were relating with their whole family that it just struck me that this was the thing this is where for so many families the work is at it's just that priority and pacing and understanding that you the cost for being a certain career doesn't have to be that you give up you give up that connection or that impact that you had longed for when you started on this path
0: yeah it's not so black and white
1: yeah i mean the theme is just i mean Obviously, we see that within, you know, the private practice community, but I think it's just prevalent everywhere.
0: I wanted to shift a little bit, and I feel like this could probably be an entire episode, so we'll probably just get a little glance of this. Yeah, and it's funny because when I shared this question, you know, when we were scheduling our podcast, I had written down a couple of questions I was thinking about, and I'd shared them with you. And the original question was... With a baby on the way, I have this realization, maybe even grief, that I won't be able to build a business as fast or to the level that I envisioned. So fast forward to uh, August 1st, when we we're recording this, a uh, baby decided to come early. And so uh, <laughs> this question is really interesting because this whole past week, there have been these moments where I have had this realization, but not in a s- sad way, but more in like, a, you know what? There is more to life than building a business, right? And mm-hmm. what do I need to focus on? And for me, literally, it's been, hey, Mel, it's okay to cap STC and everything that you're building at a certain level, mm-hmm. and because your time with your family is much more important, you know. Because as for me, at least, what I realized, and, and I'd love to hear your thoughts, I realized the more I build, the more Time and energy it takes for me to dedicate to it, which is time and energy away from other things like family.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I started business, I, I wasn't, well, I was a mother of two. So I'm a mother of three now. And in that space, I didn't have to go through this kind of shift that you're going to, where I wasn't a parent at all. But I did realize that I didn't understand what you're saying here. Like that. That maybe there was not a limit, but maybe a because I feel like limit is, I mean, for lack of a better word, limiting, that there was a choice there. Mm. That that I got to make the choice of how much of this. And it's that choice of and you know, we've all heard the phrase that what am I saying yes to because I'm saying no to something else? And just owning that, you know, owning what my no's are and feeling empowered in that. Because, yeah, I think something I've realized, and it so aligns with this experience that you've just gone through, is that that I don't believe that we can all have it all, right? There's kind of some people that promote that idea. But what I do believe is that you can live a life of value-filled moments, life-giving pursuits, and a life of community where people honor and support that decision that they say, you're not less than other business owners because you're making this choice. You're not caring enough for all the clients in the world because I think, right, that's a mindset we get in private practices. Well, if you limit your growth or you limit your client hours, does that mean you're know you just in it for money or does that mean that you um, don't care about everybody that needs your help? And right, we've all realized and here to say like, you know, I love supporting people in this is, no, the our life is about doing this on purpose. So we're choosing where we're doing that and just the freedom that comes from that. And yeah, are there moments where I go, wow, it's a hard choice, but I'm going to choose this thing with my kid? No, I don't always choose the thing with my kid because sometimes, you know, sometimes my kid was, one of my kids was going to preschool five days a week last year. And so he always had multiple events of the same thing. And so did I go to both Mother's Day teas? No. But did I schedule time to go to one? Yes, because that was important. So it's, I think, looking at that pacing and making those decisions. I don't know if any of you guys have heard it, but I love, have you listened to the Shonda Rhimes talk where she talks about just that concept of making choices and that she... You know, there's moments where she's chosen stuff related to her work, but more times than not, she makes the choice to do the relational things with her kid. But then she doesn't necessarily make the choice to make homemade stuff for PTA because it's where she places her value.
0: No, I haven't heard this. I'm actually writing this down and uh, I'll link to this in the show notes, which you guys yeah. can find over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash session dash 174. Yeah, that sounds really interesting because I think it is, I mean, even as we talk about it, it is perhaps not about doing all these things, but it is about the choice, right? To pick what we want to do in any one moment.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
0: I feel like we could probably have this conversation for a whole other episode, but. Um, Let's do it then. <laughs> <laughs> we should do something in the future for sure. Because I, I feel like this is just the tip of the iceberg. But I'm just, Nephilim, I'm so grateful for you and just giving us, I don't know, like a, a very con- a concrete and just an honest look at trying to respect our life seasons as a business mm-hmm. owner. Um, where can we learn more about you and the good work that you're doing in the world?
1: Okay. Well, there's lots of places. So easy places to find me on Facebook and Instagram. I'm at Naftali V. Roberts. And then also, um, if you guys are interested in joining in this discussion of how to live on purpose, I actually... Just I'm in the process. So by the time this airs, this sh- will be up and running, launching a Facebook group all about living our lives and business on purpose. And I think the great thing about this, I mean, I've found this so much in this STC community, but this group is going to be people that are therapists and practice owners, but all the careers as well. And so I learned so much for people that are doing this in different ways. And so I'm really excited to do that. Also, like I mentioned, there is that and Melvin will link to this in the show notes, but there's that information that I shared about how do I make decisions about what go on my schedule and that two step process that I take everything that goes on my schedule through. And then also included in that is just the daily intention that I um, created for myself that empowered me to make the shift. So I just created an audio file of that and that's included in that. So um, that you can find, and right now I just have a bit.ly link. Um, So that is httpbit.ly on purpose life and biz. So look in the show notes because I know it's a long mouthful, but I think it's a really beneficial thing to start thinking about. And yeah, I would love it if we all could make that shift to just being on purpose and getting out of our way in that purposeful pursuit.
0: Yeah, no, perfect. And I'll definitely put that in the show notes. Naftali, thank you so much for doing this. Grateful for you.
1: Thank you so much, Melvin.
0: Have a great rest of your day. You too. Hello there. Hope you enjoyed my conversation with Naftali. And I hope that it's given you uh, more than anything, just some pause to think about your own business your own development as a business owner, and just the importance of being thoughtful and especially pacing yourself as a business owner. I feel like one of the things that our field particularly struggles with is that we put a lot of our self-worth and we put a lot of practice success on either a financial goal or the number of clients that we have. And I hope that today's podcast session has just given you a different perspective by which to approach things. Naftali mentioned a number of different resources, including a little checklist that she goes through to to determine whether something is a priority or and where she should um, focus that energy. And you can find that again over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash session dash one seven four. And I actually wanted to mention a book. I just started this book. Um, Kelly and Miranda from Zinimi, shout out to them, actually sent me this book. And the name of the book is How to Live a Good Life. And it's by Jonathan Fields. And it's a book I just started, but I feel like I'm going to really like this book. And in that book, I feel like, That book and this episode go really well together. That book talks a lot about putting life into different buckets and how if one of the buckets in our life, so for example, one of the buckets that he mentions is like uh, the giving bucket. And so if any of those buckets are empty, then it leads to the other buckets uh, being affected, empty or running on empty. And yeah, it's a book that I'm looking forward to hopefully reviewing uh, here in the future. Before we wrap up, just wanted to take a moment to thank the team over at Turning Point HQ for supporting today's podcast session. So Turning Point HQ is the result or is the brainchild of David Frank, who is a financial planner for therapists. And as I've mentioned before, uh, Dave and I actually have gotten to be good friends, just an awesome person to work with. And one of the things that Dave will help us to do is create a holistic and an intentional retirement and of an investing plan that supports you to lead a really awesome life. Because ultimately, I think for many of us, it's we invest, right, to create the life that we want. And uh, it's to do it in an intentional way. And Dave, honestly, is just one of the most like heart centered folks that I've ever met. And you're absolutely going to be in good hands with him. You can learn more about Turning Point HQ and the awesome services that they provide over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash HQ. And if you go through that link, uh, Dave actually created this seven financial mistakes that therapists make. It's a free downloadable, and uh, you can download it right there. And then you also get $200 off any of, your, any of the services that Dave provides. Be sure to mention that you heard it on STC. Have a wonderful rest of your day and thank you so much for joining me. Take good care, bye. Thanks for listening to the Selling the Couch podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.sellingthecouch.com.